Welcome to Lost in Translations, I'm your host Michael and today I am joined by Laura from Reading in Bed and we are talking about Transparent City by Ondaki and this is translated by Stephen Hannigan. This book was long listed for the Best Translation Book Award in 2019. Well, thank you for being on the podcast anyway. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I've known you for a while, probably. Yep. Yeah, no, <laughs> of you. I don't think we interacted much before. You were a book, before a booktuber, you were blogging for a while. I'm not sure how long you've been blogging for. Uh, yeah, I started my blog in 2011, I want to say. Yeah, 2011. And that's reading in bed if which I'll put in the show notes anyway. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> I can't remember. Did you start with the blog or with BookTube or where did you start? I started with my blog. That was in 2009. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I only just become a reader in 2009. So I started oh, with yes. blog. Yeah, now I remember because yeah. I have read sort of your origin story. <laughs> I remember now. Yeah, so I was kind of an unknown because I hadn't read much and because I was still trying to understand the world of book book blogging and being a reader. So I think I was that annoying person that was, oh, let's be friends and talk books. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think by the time 2011 came around, there was just so much, like so many blogs and it was just like oversaturated, you know? It was the peak of blogging. It was. It really was. (laughs) And so many of them are gone now. (laughs) Yeah, it's a shame. There were so many good blogs out there. Yeah, there were. They all died with Google Reader. Yeah, yeah, probably. (laughs) It's just so hard to keep up with them. Yeah. That's a... Probably one of the best things about BookTube is that it's all centralized and you can. It's in, yeah, <laughs> it's in one place. Like if I find a blog I like, but it's Blogspot or something, I'm just like, well, I know I'll never <laughs> actually follow yeah. it. So, <laughs> yeah, I do use a reader to read them, but it's not the same as Google Reader. I don't think anything yeah. can be. Yeah. And how long have you been booktubing for? So BookTube is kind of like I made a video in 2013 and then I didn't make another one till 2015. So I would say 2015, but it was like the very end of 2015. And there were probably like six month gaps (laughs) between my videos for a while. So it's it's kind of hard to say. You could say 2015, but realistically, it's more like kind of 2016 or 17. So a a while, though, like considering I'm just learning how to edit, (laughs) as I think you saw on Twitter, (laughs) it's pretty sad, but I'm getting there eventually. I don't know. Some of the best um, videos are the ones that don't know how to edit. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I don't think I'll do it for every video because, like, I don't have time. So. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought six months between videos is normal. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How are you feeling about BookTube these days? Are you uh, gonna make I, a regular comeback or? <laughs> I don't know. 
I kind of like the community. It's hard to find booktubers that actually talk about translations, which makes it hard to feel a part of the community. Yeah. But I never feel natural on a video. I feel too awkward. and Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) It never seems like a medium that works for me. Yeah. No, I I get that. I sometimes feel like embarrassed for myself (laughs) when I'm making a video. I'm just like, oh, this is so awkward, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I I still like doing it. I pretty much want to talk about translations everywhere, so maybe I'll do more videos. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it's just motivating myself to try more and make more. I need to work out a way to feel like I'm not being awkward and try to rush through what I want to say mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. the video over. But yeah. maybe it'll come. I don't know if it will. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way to get past that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not uh, one to give advice for that because I still kind of feel that way too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you read fairly eclectically you read a bit of everything it seems. yeah 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 I've I was thinking before I came on here like if you were going to ask me how I got into translated literature I don't even really know like I think it was just the man booker international prize in 2017 that I started paying attention really but yeah it's not all I read for sure there's there's other stuff <laughs> going <Yeah>. on <laughs> I was going to ask <laughs> yeah <laughs> So Yeah, the Man Booker International Prize has been a good one for getting people into reading. Wasn't that great the, this year? <laughs> but, no, you know. I, I'm not saying the books were good. I'm yeah. just saying yeah. it, it gives attention. Yeah. 2017. I don't think that I was, like the winner. That was, was that oh, I really liked it. That was The Horse Walks Into a Bar. Yeah, I didn't like that one. But oh, yeah, some people yeah. did. <laughs> I liked it, yeah. <laughs> It was a weird train wreck of a book of him on stage being a comedian. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the man book is probably hard to get all the books for for you. It is. Well, isn't it for you too? It is very hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I didn't even really try this year because I really tried hard last year. But, yeah, it's it's hard unless you're going to order everything from – uh, what's the place I ordered from Blackwell's, um, which, you know, is, is okay, but, uh, I had to order a couple, but, uh, between using script and unfortunately using Amazon for mm-hmm. Eerie, uh, then yeah. I was able yeah. to get to it. Yeah. So I yeah, guess, it is a bit of a pain. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like using Amazon. Yeah. So I try and avoid that. But with script, at least I've got access to it. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a way to say it. It's the first time I've said it out loud. I was thinking, you know what? I heard heard someone else, I can't remember who now, say it out loud, and that's what they said. And I was like, oh, I I always thought it was scribed, but I think it is script. (laughs) Yeah, it could be scribed. (laughs) But, yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) It's pretty useful for translations because we've got so many translations like a lot of publishers like Open Book and, and other stories and Fitzcarrago mm-hmm. seem to put most of their books up on there. Oh, do they really? Okay, because yeah. I've actually never read it, so. Well, yeah, 
basically a subscription service like a library. Yeah, yeah I looked into I, it, but I, I wasn't sure like how good their selection was. So, Well, I think it's, for me, so far it's been good. I've been able to try a lot of books that I ha- probably wouldn't have because I don't have it at the library and I didn't want to buy it. So I think it's yeah. been useful for that. And it's getting me used to reading on my iPad, which is probably a cheaper way to do it. Oh, yeah. Then you have to read on your phone, right? Mm, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's not my favorite either. (laughs) I do it, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we live in locations where we have to do it if we want to read the book. Pretty much. (laughs) But did you follow the best translation book award before sort of sort of yeah so i saw who the winner was and it wasn't one i was like remotely really interested in i guess so like i really have nothing to say about the winner but um uh yeah i followed it like very loosely like kind of the same as i did with the man booker international this year i didn't like try very hard i just saw what was available at the library kind of read those so that's how I ended up reading love in the new millennium which is like the weirdest book I've read in my life <laughs> yeah I don't want to talk yeah. about that one <laughs> we oh, weren't going to do that one I I have a you know I made a little note about that because they've also got a weird like they have that apartment building that they keep going back to which sort of reminded me of transparent city but yeah um, yeah <laughs> so there's that one and a mouthful of birds uh, I don't know if I, that was probably it other than drive your plow, which I read like a long time ago. So yeah. Were you one of the people, I can't remember if you like mouthful of birds or not. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't love it, but I liked it. And I think my comment was like, Oh, why is everyone like hating on this book? It's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. For me, I just think I've read better short story collections. Yeah. It just felt well, like. I- um, yeah, Fever Dream seemed to get a lot of hype, so they felt the need to release her short stories. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, it was okay. I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people loved it and I couldn't work out. Yeah. I feel like the hype from Fever Dreams is just carried over. Yeah, and I like I liked Fever Dream, but it, I didn't you know i wasn't raving over it like a lot of people were like it was good but yeah not the best (laughs) yeah i read fever dreams with uh two other argentinian books like Mm -hmm. in the same month and i thought the other two were heaps better yeah the other was savage theories Uh, i can't remember the author's name but i'll link it which was a very literary look at like people how they respond to like violence and stuff throughout the ages, mm-hmm. which was very fascinating, like very hard to read, but one of those type of books where you think I need to be smarter to understand this book. Yeah. Yep. Which is <laughs> I get that feeling. <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And the other was things we lost in the fire, which was a short story collection. Yeah. And that, and that was kind of like the short stories kind of linked together and kind of formed a overall type of theme for the book, which I think works a lot better for short story collections. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With Mouthful of Birds, I just think they grab whatever short stories they can find and chuck it in. Yeah. 
You put a nice cover on it. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll do well on Instagram. <laughs> That's it. I think a lot of people do the cover just so it gets on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, with the BTBA, it's probably easier to find the books for you. Yes. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of why at first I was a little excited about it. So I'm like, oh, it's American. So, you know, I'll be able to get those books. But then, yeah, it was just a little overwhelming. And after it just happened to be that Love in the New Millennium was the first one I read. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like maybe I'm not up to this intellectually, (laughs) you know, like it was just so, such a difficult book. And I'm sure others on that list weren't, but. Yeah, <laughs> I just kind of burned out on it a little bit. <laughs> I do try to read a lot of the list, but because it was straight after the man booker, I kind of well, that too. Drained. Yeah. I don't think it gives us enough time to read twenty-five books either. No, no, <laughs> it definitely I doesn't. Need to extend that to get the community involved, I think. Yeah, <laughs> especially between the shortlist and the winner, I think it was two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it was quick. I did start listening to their uh, podcast, though. I I didn't, I wasn't aware of that podcast, so. Which one? The 3% one? Yeah, yeah, whatever one, the guy, what, Chad? Chad Post. (laughs) Chad Post, yeah, his his podcast, whatever that one is. (laughs) I I think you might like it. He kind of goes on lots of angry rants about stuff. Well, yeah, I remember you told me that, and I haven't, exactly heard an angry rant yet but yeah they do kind of <laughs> they do go off about certain oh, things so yeah it's, it's good I, li- <laughs> I, li- I listened to two episodes so far i think so yeah i'm sure you will find some yeah <laughs> especially if his baseball team's losing his baseball team okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that oh. yeah i'm oblivious to that <laughs> yeah well he's big into baseball so if yeah, they're yeah. losing, you're probably more angry. <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> I, I really enjoy that one as like an insight into kind of publishing and book selling kind of. Yeah, it's it's very insidery. It's almost like a little too insidery for me sometimes. I'm like, okay, this is very, very detailed about, you know, owning a bookstore or whatever, and I don't really care. But then sometimes it's interesting, so... <laughs> Although the bookstore sounds perfect for me. Just it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, too bad I'm like nowhere near. It's it's Rhode Island, right? At the bookstores. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's really far from where I am. So <laughs> Yeah. Next time I'm in America, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta play these things out, but my wife wants yeah. to go to everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Currently she wants to go to Azerbaijan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's very different. Yeah. Well, maybe sure Rhode Island next. <laughs> well, I don't know. She'll, she'll think of other things. Okay. Before that, it was, where did she want to go? I can't remember. Mongolia. That's where she wanted to go. Oh, Mongolia. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of the tours in Mongolia involve staying in a... A year of a traditional... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to stay with people. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah you kind of have to go with a guide or whatever right <laughs> yeah it's like if you have to stay in someone's home it's a little awkward yeah <laughs> yeah I read a like a non-fiction book like a memoir uh, about someone who went on a trip there and it, it sounded really cool like they do have a big city there and I can't remember what it's called now 
I wonder if they have much uh, much literature out of there. Do you know, like, translated stuff? I don't, but... Yeah, that'd be an interesting one to look into. <laughs> I'm sure if I go to the translation database, I can probably find some books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you keep track of, like, all the countries that you've read from and that kind of thing, or...? Yeah, I've got a spreadsheet. I'm about yeah. <laughs> 65, I think I'm at. Okay. So getting there, I'm not yeah. one of those people that uh, I'm exclusively doing the Read the World Challenge. Right. I'm just reading yeah. what I want and I feel like I'm getting closer to reaching the goal anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I've never really done that. Sometimes I'll look at which languages but not which country. So I'd have to yeah. make a new spreadsheet for that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not tracking language, just country. But, you know, tracking country is hard. It's harder, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it I is. Just, anytime I do language, it's like so heavy on French and Spanish. So it, it kind of reminds me to look past just French and Spanish. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, with language, I've made a rule that I'm putting the birth country in. Because okay. it gets too complicated. It does. Yeah, yeah, it really does too. Like even not in translation, trying to say, oh, this author yeah. is Canadian or from somewhere else. It's, yeah. <laughs> like speaking of Canadian, is it Michael Odachi? He was from. He was born in Sri Lanka and he yeah. lived in England and then he lived in Canada and he's still here. And we claim him. I don't know if Australians are like Canadians, but we'll claim anyone. <laughs> like if you stopped in Toronto for yeah. a day, sure, you're Canadian. <laughs> we, we claim all of New Zealand's good actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that is an example where it doesn't quite work. Uh, and yeah. It, it was, it's not even Sri Lanka. It was a country that doesn't exist anymore. But is oh well, yeah, it was like, Ceylon, yeah. I guess, like yeah. Ceylon or whatever it was before. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, if I was putting it in my spreadsheet, it would be the modern equivalent, which would be Sri Lanka. So you would put Sri Lanka next to Michael Andachi. Yeah, which I doesn't. Can't, quite I can't get right. on board with that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, <laughs> I, 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 set, I set the rule that it's a birthplace <laughs> just because. Otherwise, I'm putting things in that. Don't quite work. Yeah. It, we it need Michael Andache. Like, <laughs> Leave him with us. <laughs> it just seemed like the most. It's the most fair way, I guess. Yeah, yeah I like, guess so. Yeah. It, it yeah. still doesn't work because then you've got people like uh, George Orwell, who's Indian then. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we get that in Canada too. We try to give prizes to people who lived here for like, you know, when, until they were two years old, like that happens. <laughs> It's like, come on. <laughs> the colonialism really ruins up my spreadsheet. <laughs> yes, it does, among other things, but spreadsheets too. <laughs> yeah. I guess we should talk about Angola then. Well, speaking of colonialism, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said you did a lot of research into Angola. Well, I didn't do a lot, and I did more of it when I read uh, a previous on on Jackie I hope we're saying that correctly but I read a previous book of his like maybe two or three years ago um it's called Grandma 19 and the Soviet Secret something like that so when I was reading that one that's when I ended up on Wikipedia a lot because you know I was like okay this is in Africa but they kept mentioning like Cubans and Russians <laughs> I'm like why you know it was really hard for me to understand so I had to 
look into all of that. And, you know, cause I was expecting Portuguese stuff. Cause I knew like that was sort of the, yeah. the, the main or the most recent or may, n- maybe not the most recent, maybe the original colonizer. I don't know, but there's been like other stuff going on since then. And a lot of it to do with uh, communism and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I was on Wikipedia a lot. So a little less with this book, although I did end up looking up, um, I ended up more on YouTube and just looking for videos because I wanted a sense of what it looked like there because I didn't quite get that from the book that no, much. So <laughs> there wasn't much. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, for me, it felt very much like a Soviet book. So I was imagining mm-hmm. Soviet type imagery, but then I'm going, wait, it's is Africa that right? Yeah. Dry and hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They didn't I, the heat, but they didn't really mention the landscape. No. And I mean, so much of it was in the building, right? So that's why I kind of need it more of a sense of like, what are the people who live there actually, you know, what do they wear and and that kind of thing. So I looked up some videos and got some information, I guess. (laughs) The little I got, it seems like the Soviets are still in charge Well, the (laughs) Communist Party. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. And I mean, I think... They don't really call themselves that anymore, but... I guess. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, they're still in charge. Uh, they there was a independence war, war of independence, I guess. Right. Yeah. Or civil war, I guess is probably better. Where the Americans tried to help overthrow the Soviet government. Right. That's pretty much all I know about it, apart from the flag. <laughs> I kind of like the modern take on this Soviet um, imagery on the flag. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't really know much about Angola, so it was interesting yeah. to read this. Yeah, it seems like a lot of um, contrast, like there's some very rich, you know, wealthy people and stuff going on there, but then there's like absolute poverty. And and I think yeah. you kind of see that in the book and you certainly see like the corruption and stuff that's going on. So The class system seems to really play out a lot in this book. Yeah. But not really in the forefront. It's kind of in the background. Yeah, because almost all the characters that we sort of see, you know, through their eyes or whatever are um, like they're not the the people in charge or the, you know, the wealthy people. They're living in this kind of rundown apartment building. So yeah. I think the only one that I re- remember was the minister. He's in, yeah, in, yeah. And it's interesting that – most of these characters are just defined by a single char- characteristic or their role. Like their job. or Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I did make a bit of a character list. I, I really wish this book had one. <laughs> you know, it's got, <laughs> it's got like the list at the back of some of the like, you know, different sayings and TV shows and music that are referenced, which by the time I got to that, I was like, oh, I wish I knew this was here because that would have helped too. Um, yeah. But I was really wanting a character list because there are a lot. <laughs> For me, I kind of think I'm glad they didn't have a character list because that kind of let the characters just fade out and mm-hmm. then they're not really a huge aspect of the book. And yeah. it's more about what's happening. And they're just there to push the story forward. So. Right. I think if we had a character list, that might have ruined that for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was why I had some difficulty with the book, actually, is because um, I, I never felt a really strong connection to the characters. Um, yeah. And I don't always need that, but 
for some reason that it kind of like kept me at an arm's length from the book, I think. Um, the previous book by him that I read was more of a sort of, uh, you know, it might have had multiple perspectives, but there was a, a, a main character that you sort of got to know. Um, and yeah, in this one, you really don't. It's sort of you're cycling through. There is sort of a main, like a core family, I guess. Um, sort of. <laughs> but, sort of yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I I had trouble with that. So did you like that or did that give you some trouble too? I was probably in the middle of a reading sub from mm. like from the main book, I think was the main cause of that. So I was really struggling. Uh, I feel like that probably didn't help me get through the book. Yeah. It took you a while to read, hey? <laughs> or did you take some breaks? <laughs> well, I, I tried to read a little bit of every day, but I just was struggling to get the motivation to read. Yeah, I really was too. Like I never, uh, cause I'm always reading more than one book at the same time. And it was never that one that I wanted to go to. <laughs> I had to sort of like remind myself, yeah, go, you know, read that one too. <laughs> yeah, Even though like well, there were a lot of things I did like, but it was never the one pulling me, you know, to go read it. Yeah, I was reading another difficult book at the same time, so having two mm. difficult books probably didn't help. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm actually glad I read this one. I think I need to know a little bit more about Angola and I probably want to read this author again. Yeah, maybe when you're not so reading slumpy, hey? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm curious, he's got this weird surreal type writing. Yes. It kind of... And the humor, I didn't expect the humor. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Like the, the main thing that I did like was the humor of like, you know, the the mailman who is always trying to uh, finagle a way to get a moped to make his route easier. So he was like making everyone else send letters to his boss. Like I thought that was really funny. And um, the guy who had the huge growth <laughs> trying to like monetize it <laughs> through like becoming famous for having this large, like whatever tumor he had. Um, and it, even like the, the movie theater on the roof and like how weird and surreal that was. Like, I like that stuff, but yeah. there were, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't all funny though. Those things kind of came and went. No, but when they were happening, it kind of reminded me of, well, this is a very topical and relevant pop culture <laughs> reference, but uh -huh. um, the gods must be crazy, that type of humor. Oh, I've, yeah, I've never <laughs> seen that, but I know what it is. <laughs> yes, very yeah. topical. <laughs> it, it, just really uh, like bizarre type humor. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it's out of place, like it doesn't translate well. It, but right. It, it's there and it really helps the story through i wish it was a little bit more but in this book yeah me but too when it was yeah. there it's like yes this it, i really felt like it this it was helping push me through the book yes yeah me too should we talk about the format <laughs> uh, that did not help me dry like, i like my full stops and capital letters well you know like i didn't I didn't feel like it was making it difficult or anything. I was actually surprised because, yeah, basically there's, well, there's not no punctuation, but there's not there's like some. the normal punctuation. There's some, but there's not a lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, the way marks. there are quotation marks and there's like different quotation marks when it's a thought, yeah. right? Did you notice I, that? I like, like that. The, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was okay. More people should use that for inside thoughts. Yeah. 
Yeah, yes. But for me, I, I was sort of like, well, why is he doing that? Like, what's the point of it, you know? No, I don't know. Is it a cultural thing or? Like, I don't think so, because his previous book was normally punctuated from what I can recall. So, like, you know, he obviously made this choice, but I couldn't really figure out why. So, no, and there were all- I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it didn't really cause problems with the story. It's just I wanted to fix it. But it didn't really add anything either. No, me. no. Um, and then there were all like the interludes, right? Like these things. Yeah. That were kinda, weird. <laughs> yeah, I kind of skimmed over them. I started like, I don't need to get these. These don't make any value to, or add any value to the story. So I kind of skimmed over a lot of those. Yeah, it's like there weren't really chapters, but there were sort of these black pages with white writing. Um and some of them were sort of like, oh, this is this character's thoughts or it's the author's notes or it's, you know, like weird stuff like that. But I found like when I was kind of flipping back through this book, because it's been a couple, well, yeah, maybe two weeks or so since I finished it. Um, reading them again afterwards actually made a lot more sense. And I was like, oh, that's why that's there. But like as you're reading, it kind of doesn't make sense. So so it might actually be a really good reread. Um, yeah, I, guess. I think so if you're planning to reread one. it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not anytime soon. But but you right. might try that uh Grandma 19 one. That one's a, it's the same kind of like humor and and actually like a lot of the same elements like it's you know the Soviet stuff and the corruption um you know the and sort of people living in extreme poverty and like a lot of the same things but it's a, a much more sort of traditional I guess story so it's a little easier to follow. Yeah, I definitely want to try more of his writing. If it's yeah. got proper punctuation, uh, that'll definitely yeah, help. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you were saying um, you've never read Cesar Era, right? I have not read him yet. Which, yeah, actually shocked me because he's so, like, you know, among translated yeah. literature people. I think everyone loves him. But he kind of does similar stuff, too. But also, I would say better, um, at least in this book. Like, um, his books are all really short. They're, like, you know, 90 pages or whatever. So he would write a story like this, but it would be, like, you know, 90 pages long, <laughs> which might, you know, be but a little easier. easier. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have a collection of his short stories and obviously oh, – Grift has a few of his um, novellas I could try. Yeah. But, yeah, I haven't got to him. He's one of those authors that I've wanted to get to for ages. Yeah, you should. You definitely should, especially if you like absurd humor because he's totally, uh, totally into that. Plus he's Argentinian, so I'm always yes. doubtful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably my new favourite country at the moment. Yeah, well, maybe you need when to go there. To <laughs> Well, when it comes to literature, I don't know if I want to <laughs> the history. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a great place now. I'm sure but, all those Nazi war criminals are dying <laughs> if they haven't yeah, already. They've had a rocky past. They're very rocky <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if we've got anything else to say about this book. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just looking at the stuff I wrote down. Mostly I wrote down, like, the funny stuff that I liked. <laughs> Um, yeah. And just sort of the absurd stuff, some of which yeah. I liked. 
I thought like it was it, uh, in a bit of my research I did for this one, like they really are having a water crisis and they really like teenage boys do yeah. really like, uh, you know, carry water around like the character um, little daddy <laughs> does in this one. So like, that's a real thing. So that was kind of interesting. And yeah. So, I mean, it, it it's definitely like one of those sort of like <laughs> saying something about society kind of novels, but maybe when you don't know the society, that well, it's just a little hard to, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's good to get people to understand what's going on. Maybe, maybe get people reading more about Angola. Yeah. And you picked this because it was a Canadian press. Uh, well, it's a Canadian press and a Canadian translator. So Stephen Hennigan is Canadian. Um, and he, I think he translated that other one that I read by uh, on Jackie as well. So yeah, it was kind of like, oh, well, I'll just pick the one with a Canadian connection and an author I've read before and that I liked. So yeah, I mean, overall, I was like sort of disappointed in this book because it to me, it just wasn't as good as that uh, other one yeah. that I read by this author. But um but yeah, I mean, I'm not like, yeah, I'm not sorry I read it or anything. It was just a bit uneven for me, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. Well, it did stop us having to talk about love in the new millennium. So oh, God. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I just, so, someone I follow on Twitter just uh, published like a, a rave review. I haven't read it yet. I've bookmarked it. But I'm like, people who read that and, and like get it, <laughs> like not even just like it, but understand it. I'm like, how? <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'd be able to do that one. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we would. <laughs> There'd probably be a lot of complaining about technology. Yeah. <laughs> Although she didn't really use much technology in the book. I think she was complaining about technology. <laughs> I, I think so, yeah, kind of, where the technology was like a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even remember (laughs) what era that book was set in because it made it sound like it was modern China. Yeah. Yeah. But no one had a phone. (laughs) Right. Although, you know what? I will say with this book, even though it's only been two or three weeks, I really did have to flip through and sort of remind myself of all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember this. But I remember (laughs) Love in the New Millennium pretty well just because it was so bizarre maybe that like – I keep thinking about it. <laughs> like I wouldn't say I liked it, but I it has stuck in my mind. Maybe just because it's so different than anything I've ever read. So yeah. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> uh, getting back to Odachi, is there any recommendations you would give? I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have so for Andachi, mine's a little like. Um, maybe an underdog for him, but uh, The Cat's Table is my favorite by him. And it's, um, what year was that published? Maybe 2013. And it was like not very celebrated, I don't think. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I think okay. I put it on my bookshelf. <laughs> oh, perfect. Read it. Yeah, I mean, it's short. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it sort of went under the radar even in Canada. I mean, anytime he publishes, it's a big event. But uh, I don't think it was really up for a lot of awards. Um, although he like declines to be nominated for our big award. Uh, like he, you know, <laughs> like he said, please don't. Yeah. He declines. But, Is that you know. the Canada Reads one? <laughs> uh, no, not Canada Reads the Giller. Uh, well, okay. he might decline. He might decline Canada Reads too. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he did. Of, of I think it, at his Twitter drama, I wouldn't want to be in Canada Reads. <laughs> 
I think, you know, at his age and after everything he's accomplished, he's like, let someone else <laughs> win that yeah. stuff. But like even um, Warlight is, I think, a much more celebrated. That's his latest, right? Yeah. Um, and that seems to be a much bigger deal. But Cat's Table is like a coming of age story, which he doesn't do a ton of those, I don't think. Uh, well, I guess Warlight kind of is too, but... Um, but yeah, the cat's table is coming of age. It's like, you know, a 12 year old boy and he's uh, going on a trip uh, from Ceylon or Sri Lanka uh, to England, which is a trip that Mike Londachi actually took, you know, so it's, it's almost semi-autobiographical, I guess. And uh, I don't, I just, something about that book, it'd be hard for me to put into words, but it's just so beautifully written and, you know, it really shows his like poetry background, I would say. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it's really good. So start, especially if you have it on your shelf, <laughs> start there. <laughs> don't start with the English patient. It's too difficult. <laughs> I guess. Uh, what about a favorite of yours? Do you want to recommend a favorite maybe? A favorite, like just overall? In general, yeah. In general, a favorite book, <laughs> like in translation or? <laughs> yeah, anything, I guess, just so people get a sense of who you are. Oh, boy. Well, uh, geez. Um, I mean, my favorite book of all time is Wuthering Heights. So maybe that tells you well, everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the question between Charlotte and Emily, that's the correct one. Yes, even though I really like Villette too, but uh, I'm a Wuthering Heights girl and I have been since I was 16 and read it for English class. So, um, so, so yeah, I don't know. I like whenever those kind of tags or videos or whatever come around, like, oh, list your top 10 favorite books. I'm always like, I don't know. I like Wuthering Heights is just number one and then everything else is under that, I guess. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, last recommendation. What about something, if you like, similar to Transparent City? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like I said, it really put me in mind of Cesar era, and, and specifically I'll recommend Ghosts. I think it's Ghosts, not just Ghosts. <laughs> but um, that one is also set in a crumbling apartment building. Um, so it's got, like, some real, like, actual similarities, but um, – you know, I think it's also showing sort of a society that's, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> got some issues, let's say. But, um, you know, whereas in Transparent City, which I find it funny now, we didn't even talk about the whole like dude becoming transparent, but um, <laughs> which is like kind of a big deal, I guess. Um, kind of lays in- <laughs> mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happened. Um, but in, <laughs> in ghosts, uh, the, the apartment building is haunted. So like there are ghosts and, and they are also transparent, I believe. And they sort of like come in and out of visibility and they like mess with the people that live in the apartment building. Um, and yeah, like I can't remember like a ton of the specifics because it's been quite a few years since I read it. But I think it's a good example of, you know, if you like that, you'll probably like everything else too. <laughs> And if you like Transparent City or even if you like certain aspects of it, but, you know, maybe like us, it wasn't like a home run. Try that one. And it's it's got some of the same elements, but I think done better. <laughs> yeah. And you could probably read these other books. Yeah. And they're super short, like I said. So you can read them like <laughs> in a day or two. <laughs> I kind of like, in my mind, I connect him to Mikhail Bogakov. Not really Master Margarita, but some of his, like the short stories. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. If I, I've never read uh, Bogart. 
Bugarkov, right? Yeah, Bugarkov. yeah I should. <laughs> Bugarkov. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe I have, maybe I've read like one short story, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a short story collection called uh, Young Doctor's Notebook. Right. And it's very, there's a lot of humor in it. It's uh, basically short stories of his life as a doctor in a remote city and his addiction to morphine comes to play in it. But I think I I might have read that actually. (laughs) I think the the humor that came out in that was uh, definitely reminded me of this book. It was made into a short TV show as well, which had John Hamm and Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because they're height differences. Uh, yes, <laughs> I think. But that that the TV show was amazing as well, and it kind of played more into the humor side of it. Yeah, I think I read like a Christmas themed short story by him for some reason, maybe, um, and it was really weird too. Like he's got some of that absurd stuff going on too right yeah 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 he's definitely tries to put in a lot of humor and absurd into his books but yeah he normally focuses on his autobiographical elements of like being in the seminary or being a doctor kind of play out in his books yeah yeah so for me that that's the connection i made i haven't read any other books that kind of feel similar at all i think it's Mm -hmm. kind of unique this one yeah yeah well thank you for being on the podcast you're very welcome (laughs) (laughs) i will link your booktube your blog blog yes you can link twitter if you want i guess (laughs) it won't be there next week Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) i was gonna say i may or may not be there but we'll see (laughs) yeah well, at least your blog and your YouTube channel still there, so people can yeah. follow those you on those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I'll get you back another time to do another book. Yeah, for sure. Yes, thank you so much, and we'll leave it there, I guess. Okay. Thank you. Bye. If you want to support Lost in Translations, please go to patreon.com forward slash translations pod and all money there will help support the show. And please remember to subscribe and while subscribing, please rate the show. This will help others find the podcast. All our links to social media are in the show notes and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and let's see under translations pod. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Walgarukabar and Bindal people. We acknowledge their ownership of this land and all the traditional owners in Australia and acknowledge their care of the land. On behalf of Laura, we also want to acknowledge the First Nation people of her area. She's situated on Treaty 6 territory and the traditional land owners are the Métis people. This is a Macaulay Flower production.